Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and our review of Raw and Smackdown. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay and Aaron. How are we? That intro came out of nowhere, didn't it? You, you shat you yourselves. Did. You made me pat my shant. <laughs> <laughs> you, you papped your shango. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all good. Um, I've had some coffee now, so I'm a little bit more awake than when we did the news a minute ago. Yes. Um, Got me a, a nice hot mug of Coffee Kingston. Big fan of that. Uh, Aaron, are you just going straight on the? Uh... No, it's monster. It's not. Yeah, uh, I was, was going to say you're going straight on the energy drinks there. Thought you were straight on the sauce. It looked like a can of Carlsberg. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at this point. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen him drink earlier, um, <laughs> like a bus now. Coronas for Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, now, yeah, like early doors, like seven eight a.m. <laughs> um, how how is the head of the table? I'm well, thank you, very well. I forgot to introduce myself Aaron, as that, but I'm Aaron, glad Aaron, everyone else acknowledged it. Aaron, are you going to acknowledge acknowledge Troy as the head of the table? He's the head of the table. Fucking hell, mate! Say it with some 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 yeah. flair. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> yes, he's the head of the table. Woo. That's right. That's right. And as <laughs> and as head of the table, I get to do tidbits today. That's right. Here we are, tidbits. We'll start with You can understand. <laughs> we'll start with April the 16th. Um on this day, April the 16th, 2020, unfortunately, we lost legendary ring announcer Howard Finkel. Boo. Also wow. on this day, birthdays, 16th of April uh, in 1989, Mia Yim was born. Also on this day, 1980, Paul London was born. Also on this day, 1968, Vicky Guerrero was born. And finally on this day, in 1937, George Steele was born. George the Animal Steel, mate. That's right. That's right. Get it right. See it with. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to uh, a pay-per-view, a throwback pay-per-view on this day, 16th of April in 2000. ECW presents Wrestlepalooza. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, Fucking, gosh. oh gosh, indeed. You're opening bout, mate. Chilly Willie versus Johnny Swinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh indeed <laughs> it just gets better <laughs> we've also got chris chetty and nova defeating uh bill willies and cw anderson we've got hc lock defeating simon diamond <laughs> we've got a mish roadkill and danny doring defeating little guido and sal e grazano <laughs> we've also got friend of the podcast super crazy defeating kid cash We've got ECW tag team title matches, Just Incredible and Lance Storm against Mikey Whipwreck and Raven. That probably would have been all Another right. Another podcast, maybe with Mikey Whipwreck. Yes, boy. And your main event, Street Fight, four on four. Dusty Rhodes, New Jack, The Sandman and Tommy Dreamer defeating Jack Victory, Rhino, Steve Carino and Yoshihiro Tajiri. 
Hold there up. There you go. Dusty Rhodes and fucking New Jack were on the same team. Apparently yeah, so. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive in 2000. Fuck me. <laughs> um, moving on uh, to the 17th of April on this day in wrestling. Um, unfortunately, uh, in 2017, um, we had the passing of Matt Anawai, um, who passed away with heart failure. Obviously, the uh, brother of Roman Reigns and known for his gimmicks as uh, Rosie. Rosie. And what was the other one? It was just Rosie. Was it just Rosie? But yeah. He was in that super that superhero three minute training. Warning. Three minute warning. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was still Rosie in that. So yeah, okay. Um, and then only one of real note on this. Actually, no, two. Two. Um, 1995, happy birthday to Bandido. And born in 1954, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. They your birthdays. Uh, Ugh. The, we'll go to a the, pay-per-view. The fake Scotsman. Hi. <laughs> Touchy subject, wow. is it, mate? <laughs> Show some fucking respect. Mate, at, at least he wore a better kilt than Drew. To, to, to be fair, right, it was like Scotland's first, what, mainstream fucking person in wrestling. Has he got any ties to Scotland at all? Where did that come from? I, he, has I, got, I, he has got some tie, but I don't know what it is. I think they're very obviously, vague. Obviously, so. not enough ties for Aaron to appreciate it. No, <laughs> I mean he's a better Scotsman than Drew. At, at least it's not actual like national Scotland team blue colours that he's wearing. Like on the nose, Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Like on the nose, yeah, you're Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll go to a pay per view uh, from April the seventeenth uh, on this day in nineteen ninety four. WCW presents Spring Stampede from the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois. Um, Johnny B. Bad defeats Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, Lord Stephen Regal uh, for the world television title um, was a timed draw with Brian Pillman. Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags defeated the team of Cactus Jack and Max with two X's, Payne, in a two-on-two Chicago street fight for the WCW World Tag Team Champions. Um, Steve Austin defeated via disqualification the Great Muta for the United States title. Sting defeated Rick Rude for the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Bunkhouse Buck defeated Dustin Rhodes. Vader defeated The Boss. And for the WCW World Heavyweight title, um, there was a no contest draw between the champion Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. That match went for 32 minutes. Two minutes? Th- 32 minutes, not two minutes. It's a draw after oh, two minutes. Like, <laughs> a two minute draw. <laughs> yes, it was a, a no, no contest draw. TV time, mate. Two minutes. TV time, two minutes. That was it. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Stephen Regal and Brian Pillman took up all the time. Right. That's it. That's your tidbits. Done. Out of the way. Bosh. Easy. Yeah, mate. Imagine that. Streamlined. Slick. Aaron's furious. Look <laughs> how angry he looks. Um, I'll, get, I'll get a message afterwards. Yeah, your tidbits weren't as good as mine, were they, pal? 
Yeah, ten bits with shite, pal. Bet you missed like a shit ton of pay-per-views in two. I didn't, mate. There know, really, there really know, wasn't much going on. It, it's it's longevity because you're filtering stuff out so you can do it the following year instead of going for everything that happened on that day. Yes, mate. Um, for five minute tidbits. What are you, you going to do next year when you said all of the ones on previous dates the last year? I'll, I'll, find, I'll find something else. Oh, I'm you, sure buddy. you will, mate. I'll You'll be scraping else. the depths of professional wrestling to find one, won't you? He'll, he'll probably, he'll probably just, find that at the bottom of the barrel he's been scraping those fucking jokes out for the end. <laughs> um, <coughs> um, speaking of jokes, let's talk about uh, the Raw after WrestleMania, shall we? Christ! Um, <laughs> it's just weird, wasn't it? Uh, so, Crap. Lashley arrived. It opens up with Lashley arriving and Riddle challenging him. Um, he lists off things that Bobby's said in previous weeks and then Lashley slams Riddle's face into his scooter. I mean, says he'll show Riddle. Riddle wasn't wrong. Um, was he wrong that he, he was wearing tin, he used to wear tinfoil hats because he thought his braces conducted radio transmissions from aliens? No, no, he wore two hats and he thought that's what it was and then he realised it was his braces. Oh, I mean, okay. e- either way, Gosh. that's nonsense. I thought Everything he said else tinfoil hats. I thought he said tinfoil hats too. Oh, I thought he said, t- I don't know. I don't ever I pay mean, much attention he's to probably what he been says. spending too much Either time way, on one of them on next to a fucking microwave. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, lastly, he says he's going to show Riddle the difference between a winner and a loser. Um, and it goes pretty much straight into this match, like, immediately. Um, yeah. So, as Riddle enters on his scooter, Lashley just clotheslines him off. Get um, off. Slams him into the barricade and <laughs> throws the scooter in the crowd and the new guy, Adnan Ver, is just like, oh, he threw his vehicle into the crowd. <laughs> um, his vehicle? He, he he drives Riddle's head repeatedly into the ring post. Um, and he does that like, thing where he puts him on shoulders and charges into the ring post. This is before um, the bell had even rung as well. Yeah. Match hadn't even um, started. When the match does start, um, Lashley just dominates Riddle. Uh, he hits a stolen suplex at one point. Um and he, th- he throws Riddle over the barricade. Um, again, it, this is pretty much a squash match. Um, yeah, yeah. Riddle get, does get a, f- a flurry of offense. He hits a final flash. Um, he goes for a floating bro and Lashley catches him in the hair lock, which looked very impressive. That was cool. That was really cool. Um, and uh, gets the easy victory. That's twice now that he's been caught trying to do the floating bro. Like, Seamus caught him and fucking punted him in the face. And now Lashley's done it and put him in the hurt lock. Maybe it's about time he stopped using that because people have figured it out. It's a shame Samoa Joe's not there. He could have caught him in the Kikina clutch. Oh, don't. Leave the no, man. No, no. Mate, that, that, no, wound, no. that wound is still fresh, mate. Fresh. Oh, Too soon. Some fucking salt, isn't it? <laughs> um, a, yes, couple of thing, a couple of things in the match. Um... Corey Graves as Lashley does a murder on Riddle. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Has he been speaking to Co- you, Aaron? <laughs> Co- Corey Graves, fan of the podcast. <laughs> Prob- um, probably isn't with what we fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> also that, what's his name? Adnan Kirk. Adnan Kirk. Adnan Merk. Verk. Verk. I knew there was a V in there somewhere. What a them, pal. Riddle looks dazed and confused, and Graves replies, "Some say that's an upgrade." Oh, come on! 
<laughs> Canal. Throwing some serious shade. All the shade. Um, so, yeah, then uh, Rhea gets interviewed backstage. Uh, she says self-confidence got her to the women's title and she is ready for Asuka. Um, we then get a, what I thought was going to be the first of many returns yeah. on the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania, but turns out it was the only one. Going to be honest, though, started. popped for this, though. Well, I happy to see them it. back. It, Even, it's, a, it's a shame. It's a shame they had the Ivar on the fucking stage in his gear. That's what I was about to say. Mania, wasn't it? So it kind of, yeah. it kind of like ruined the surprise. Virk mm. um, uh, as well states when they come out, they've been out of action for seven months. Bear in mind, Eric was in Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal three days beforehand. Yes, but he means as a team. He means as a team. He didn't say that. That's what he meant, but, uh, though. Come on, mate. He didn't, he didn't see Aaron, it, though, come he? on. Get right, Newton, talk and carry on. <laughs> um, so, you yeah, nitpicky um, bastard. <laughs> first day on the job. Come on, mate. Come on. Should, <laughs> we, go back to, should we go back to our first episode of this podcast <clears throat> and listen to you, you blurt? Should we, should we go to <laughs> try to fucking shamble through Raw Notes last week? <laughs> <laughs> Shuffling through like a fucking zombie. Come on, pal. <laughs> Play the game. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, uh, bef- before I could even fucking do the reveal there that the Viking Raiders came back, as the babes cut me off. So yeah, the Viking Raiders came back. Um, hey. they, they, they beat uh, Cedric and Shelton who had a jobber entrance. Um, so yeah, basically from the get go, Ivar fires up on Cedric, and then Eric slams him, slams Ivar onto him. Um, Cedric and Shelton try and isolate Eric for a lot of the match. Uh, Ivor gets the hot tag in, unloads on Shelton, does the cartwheel of the way, and it's a double clothesline, um, uh, both Cedric and Shelton. Um, and then the Raiders hit the Viking experience uh, on Cedric to win. Adnan calls them the Viking Express, which I'm here for. I want that to the be Viking the Viking Express. <laughs> as long as they don't involve Braun, I'm all right. Oh, fuck. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? You know it is. They're going to be coming. Christ. They're going to come down on not a train, but a Viking longboat. It'll it'll be like one of those little trains you get at like country theme park, <laughs> but in, it'll have like a skin of a fucking Viking longboat on it. <laughs> it's not even one that has like a full lap. Yeah, nah. be nonsense. <laughs> it's just one of those ones that's like a straight track, and it goes goes one way, then goes backwards on itself. <laughs> Just, just turn turn direction so it looks like you're going back the right way. <laughs> oh God, what are we doing? The train's going backwards. Um, so yeah, moving on. Um, we get a. It, oh, by the way, it was very good to see the Viking Raiders back. Oh hell yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, Ivor looked great. Also, yeah. like that that injury was meant to keep him out for like a year. Yeah. So the fact he's, that he's, he's been back in seven months is insane. He's done a Cena, hasn't he? He's been on that, that Cena super serum. It wasn't Cena only off for like two months, though. But he was meant I to be out for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. Fucking super soldier serum. <laughs> Great to um, see the Raiders back, though. Yeah. Strong, strong re-addition to the tag team division. I, I'd like to hope that this means that they're going to do a bit more focus on the tag team division, but it's WWE, yeah. so probably no, not. Probably not. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we get a backstage interview with Asuka. She says she's ready for Rhea and will once again be women's champion. And then we get the return of, if you want to... Well, WWE are acting like this was a fucking return. It wasn't. She's been gone like three weeks. Come on. Uh, Charlotte Flair. 
Um, she says that she wasn't welcomed at WrestleMania and that she's a franchise player and was left off left off right, WrestleMania for reasons beyond their control. Um, no lies detected. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she calls Rhea a snake and says that she's better than everyone, lists off the women's division, um, all 10 of them. And then she says that she doesn't steal opportunities, but she is the opportunity and uh, that she should be in the women's title match. Basically goes full heel, finally. Yeah. Uh, not a bad promo, but it went very long. It went too Karma long. Karma's a bitch. Karma's <laughs> yeah. a bitch. And, and I'm, I'm that, that bitch. Do you know what I didn't get? <laughs> is that they allowed her to say that. But then late, I think it was either later on in this episode, someone else said it, they bleeped it out. Oh, it was in the They're Firefly. Allowed. It's a Firefly fun house. They're only allowed a certain amount of swears. Ah, they wouldn't allow they wouldn't allow him to say it. They allow her to say it. They're allowed like they're allowed like one every hour, I think, or one every show. Pish. Um, yeah, that that's why that's why like there's the the whole joke in AEW about it, where like there's the, the prime spot is to be able to say shit on on dynamite because <laughs> <laughs> they're only allowed like one or two. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this this takes us to Rhea Ripley versus Asuka, which oh boy. Um, because they had like quite a good match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I really enjoyed the match at WrestleMania. And Um, then this was like absolute amateur hour. This, it started all right. Mm. And then it just kind of like devolved very quickly. Um, Yeah. So Rhea dominates early on, throws Asuka around, uh, clubs her. Uh, She hits a drop kick on on Asuka um, off the top rope to the outside, like she did on Mania. and then later on in the match, there, there was a lot of stuff kind of falling apart, like very clunky spots. Uh, later on, Asuka fights out of the corner, hits a missile dropkick and German suplexes Rhea. Uh, she then goes for the, another missile dropkick and misses. Rhea uh, applies the inverted cloverleaf and Asuka gets a rope break, so Rhea hits like the face buster out of it. Um, Asuka hits a crucifix driver and goes to the Asuka lock and Rhea fights out. Um, and then this is where it really started going crap for me. Uh, Rhea tries for a suplex on the apron. Asuka shoves Rhea into the ring post, hits a hip attack, followed by the DDT off the apron. Like Again, same spot as Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, or similar spot, rather, I should say. Um, and then just out of nowhere, Charlotte attacks both, takes them both out, and then she hit like two really weak-looking kicks against the like against the screen on the ring. Um and she didn't really need to hit them. She'd already took them out. Mm. Like, it, it it made everyone look bad, I guess. Yeah. yeah. There's no need for this. She, she's no need at all. Dirty heel, though. I, like, I, didn't, got to... I didn't mind Charlotte attacking them. I I was a bit miffed they did a rematch on the Raw after because it was like, well, they've just had the match the night before. How the fuck are they going to yeah. top that? Uh, yeah. It's the it's first of, I think, three this mm. week between Ron mm-hmm. and Smackdown. Yeah. Like, I'd have been happy with Charlotte I, cutting that promo and then maybe we had some interviews from Asuka and Ripley. Not having a match, but like an mm. interview with them reflecting on their match from Mania and Charlotte comes in and says something or Charlotte attacks them mid-interview. But not in the yeah, match. The match didn't done. need to happen. And for me, she didn't need to come out at the end of that. She'd already made a point in the promo. They could have got around that in a different way for me. They, they could have had Rhea come the ring, cut a promo about winning the title, and then have 
ask a like challenge it to a rematch and then Charlotte tap him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, as I mean, as I say, the thing for me, which was just like the kicks at the end, they looked very shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it looked like she'd stopped a foot before she even hit them and then just placed a foot on them. It was like, oh, what are you doing? Mm. Which, yeah, it's, as I say, they, it was just a bit of overkill um, and nonsense. Anyway, um, after this, Miz and Morrison find Maurice in the back um, and he heads to the ring and Morrison's like acting like an awkward third wheel. Oh, they're um, definitely breaking him apart now. Come on. I reckon they're, they're starting it, yeah. If they yeah. broke, if they brought Maurice back, yeah. I think it's beginning. Um, we then see Shana and Nia watching Mandy falling over and laughing. <laughs> uh, Mandy says it's funny how things happen like that when you don't see them coming and then Dana attacks Nia and they both like throw it on her ass um, and then we get uh, Alexa's playground um, she says that the darkness protect yes Aaron no it's just as it starts uh, someone tell Vic that you ain't meant to talk when Alexa's playground is on because when it starts, he still continues to talk. <laughs> I, I think I think that was more of a production thing. Uh, there were a couple of there was a couple of times where they this. didn't they didn't use like the mute button on the commentators. They also it also happened on SmackDown as well, which I'll get to later. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like okay. it, it, happened, it happened a few times throughout backstage promos. Um, so that's why I was like, yeah, it's, it's like it it just seems like a production thing. Hmm. Maybe Kevin Dunn should uh, focus more on that than trying to get people sacked from the jobs. Um, so, yeah, she says... <laughs> 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 um, she she says um, that the darkness protected her and guided her, then it went away, um, and she realised that she could do it on her own. Uh, she says she's unlocked something truly evil and introduces her new friend, Lily, which is like a spoopy doll. Um Spooky doll. It, it looked kind of like a rag doll with a fiend mask on. Is the best mm. way to describe it. Yeah, it looked um, like yeah. Aaron Junior gone wrong. <laughs> no, Aaron Junior <laughs> looks like Aaron Junior gone wrong, mate. <laughs> Aaron Junior looks like Lily's got like exposed to some nuclear waste or something. <laughs> um, they then, they then, um, <laughs> they show the doll on like on the screen and really bad CGI like bites at the screen. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I am. It, Stop I with imagine, the CGI nonsense. You don't need it. I imagine it. it's going to be shite unless they like, un- unless they have like Lily be like someone debuting, but I don't know who they'd have debut. Mm. In it's that chat, eh? that'd be cool. Or repackage someone. Yep. Nikki Cross isn't busy. Um, it's a point. So, yeah. And there's uh, already something there between them as well. It's yeah. Not a bad shout. Okay, so uh, next we get uh, Ms. Maurice and Morrison entering for Ms. TV. Uh, Ms. M- uh, Maurice talks about Ms. and Mrs. Morrison pitches a spin-off called MMM. Um, or, mm. Mm. <laughs> Ms. <laughs> takes credit for everything uh, Bad Bunny did. Um, Morrison keeps trying to talk and Ms. just cuts him off. Um, Damien Priest comes out and says Bad Bunny trained day and night. And uh, reminds him, Miz, that Bad Bunny beat them. Um, Miz challenges Priest to a match. Um, Morrison says he was going to. Then they kind of argue. Maurice says they can just both face him. And, uh, Priest says he'll beat them in a handicap match, um, which we get immediately. Um, mm-hmm. Miz and Morrison. Just before you, just before you go into the match, you can tell we're in a fake crowd. 
because Maurice wishes she got a pop like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there wasn't any sound of crickets, was there, mate? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Miz is wearing like a suit, and Morrison's wearing was wearing a denim jacket and jeans, and then he kind of gets rid of his denim jacket. Um, so yeah, Miz and Morrison double team priest early on. Uh, priest fight back, hits south of heaven. Morrison, uh, Shining Wizards Priest, Priest dives on both of them, um, fights out of a top rope Spanish um, Spanish fly attempt and hits a top rope spinning kick on Morrison. Uh, he then does the whole spot that Miz loves doing for some reason of ripping his suit off. Yeah, um, it's just an excuse to get his ass out. It's weird. Yeah. No, no need. Um, <laughs> get out of your pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Primark basics boxers. <laughs> yeah, um, Maurice distracts Priest. Um, Miz rolls him up and puts his feet on the rope to win. Um, what a what a great way to capitalize on Damien Priest's momentum coming out of WrestleMania. Jesus. Um, Jesus. And also, why are they carrying this fucking feud on? We've had it for like four months. I know. Should have been done and dusted after that. They've done the payoff match. Come on, fuck off. Um, <laughs> Shayna and Naya then backstage uh, asked about Dana and Mandy's attack. Um, Naya says after after the beat and Shayna and her give them nobody. We'll talk about Mandy falling over. Um, yeah. And um, sorry, she also says, "Was there any reason to play that back? It happened literally twenty minutes ago. We say that every single week on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> why do I need to see this again? I don't know because Kevin Dunn Na- fucking loves replays. That's why Naya Jack's face saying confirmed." <laughs> it, it's, it's what it's what they call in it, them showing all the replays is what they call in the industry padding because um, because they've got because they've got fuck all else to show because they don't know what to do with a third hour get rid I of mean, it get it in the bin put it in the cupboard why let it go stale why why get it in the bin when you can just get rid of ch- talent to save money instead um oh still too soon mate <laughs> um <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, um we then get Naya and Shayna versus Dana and Mandy, which was as good as you'd expect. Um Shayna works which, over which is not Mandy. good. No shite. Um <laughs> Shayna works I was, over I was more interested in Dana Brooke holding her tits so they didn't fall out again like at Mania. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were, because you were a dirty little grab. No, you can visibly see her every time she was getting suplexed or something. She really? visibly held them. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. I did. I did like when they were coming down the ramp that they kind of made the joke of, "Oh, is is the floor okay? I'm not going to slip." <laughs> did you funny. notice? I didn't. I didn't realize this until I uh, I saw it on Twitter that Randy Orton took the piss out of Mandy on me. Yeah, just really. <laughs> no, no. When, when he when he was entering. Um, oh, like, I saw him do that. Was he that... did a misstep. And yes. Went, yeah, 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 yeah. I picked up on that. Did you see the the little <laughs> video that that Mandy Rose put on Twitter afterwards, where she was like, she was looking at the camera, she was about to say something, and Titus comes up behind her and goes, "It happens to the best of us." Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Um, so yeah, let's let's not dwell on this much, shall we? Um, Shayna works over Dana's knee. Mandy fires up on Shayna. Uh, Shayna Kirafu that puts Mandy. Um, Naya tags in after they get out after after Mandy gets out of it and then she falls off the apron and Mandy and Dana laugh um, and then 
Naya like flips and they run away scared and get counted out. Cody Grave states Naya didn't slip, the apron tripped her. Behave yourself, Corey. (laughs) He did it as well, didn't he? Where when was it when Naya was coming out or when she was getting in the ring, she tripped over as well. Yeah. Like is that is that gonna be Naya's new gimmick that she just falls over? On her lands on a hole. (laughs) My hole Behave yourself, Hen. I mean, talking about we were talking about how like the fiend they've kind of like defanged the monster they've done the same with Naya haven't they like yep. she should just be destroying everybody but like yeah. not, not injuring them Naya don't do that yeah but, don't do that um, <laughs> yeah she should be just destroying people and instead it's like oof, just let's just have a fall on her ass and have, have a fucking thirsting over Reginald instead um, <laughs> she'll, be the, she'll be the Jack's cargo that'll be her nickname Christ. just because just <laughs> <laughs> It'll be what? Speak English. <laughs> Not Polish, Aaron. Oh, nine. It was a bad one. That was really bad for me. Christ, <laughs> Christ alive. I hope I, I hope that uh, it wasn't what I thought. It was where you compared Nia Jackson, Jade Cargill, because come on, mate. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. That's fine. Okay. Was it just shit? It was just shit. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you, do you want to tell the class what it was? <laughs> if it's if it's so important, tell the rest of so the class. Important, tell the rest of the class. Because Braun's called the Strowman Express, Jacks will be called the Jacks Cargo. That's what I say. Jacks Cargo. Cargo. Yeah. yeah. You're right. That yeah. was shit, mate. That was shit. Uh, I know. <laughs> you, you, you should put it in a ship container and tell us to fuck off. Anyway, terrible jokes. Um, <laughs> MVP comes out and says Drew's a warrior, but everyone falls to the hurt lock. Um, Drew comes out and asks MVP how he know. Uh, asks how MVP knows how he feels. Um, and says it will come down to Hitler or Claymore, and he passed out. Uh, he tells MVP to kiss, uh, keep kissing Lashley's ass, so he can Claymore him off his pedestal when his head gets too big, which is kind of what we would sort of surmise more than a Troy. Uh, yeah, yeah. About Lashley um, dropping it at SummerSlam to Drew, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, MVP says nothing is given; everything must be earned. Braun then comes out, followed by Randy Orton. Uh, they both make the case for being Lashley's next challenger. Um, Post and Pierce comes out and makes a triple threat where the winner faces Lashley at WrestleMania. So, um. so all it all it took was for the fiend in order to be finished was just one RKO. That that's it. We're just finished with it. We're just glossing out. We'll forget entirely about after, that. Randy's in a new feud. All, after all the arson and murder and spooky bollocks, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, mate. Alexa's got a doll now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Ah, okay. So, do you, think if, do you think if I murder someone, I can just whack out Aaron Jr. and be like, it, it wasn't me. I, I mean, I, I, they, they might see Aaron Jr. and put you in fucking jail for just that atrocity. Put you in a padded room, mate. That's that's like the equivalent of war crime, surely. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, after this, we see Braun and Drew backstage. They basically just have a fucking pissing contest and get in each other's face, um, saying they're going to beat the other in the match. Sure. 
whatever, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> and cool, then, cool story, um, bro. yeah. Um, th- thanks for that waste of time. Um, Elias and Riker in the in the ring speaking of waste of time. Um, <laughs> Elias dedicates a song to Shane O'Mac. Uh, he goes to Strum, and every time he goes to Strum, Woods plays the trombone. Yep. And um, and Elias says there's a problem with his guitar. I mean, yeah, if it sounds like a trombone, pal, that is a fucking problem. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd, I'd get it fixed, pal. Um, New Day come out and Kofi says they disgraced the tag team division for um, getting beaten up by Braun. Um, they then keep um, they keep shaming Elias and Riker, doing the whole, well, we're bringing it back for one night only. Shame! Shame! Um, Elias... Um, says that almost did the same to them and then Woods does the uh, lemon grab from um, Adventure Time and screams unacceptable conditions um, <laughs> I, I, love that. I love the fact that like just to confirm what he was doing he put a fucking gif of lemon grab up after the match <laughs> unacceptable um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um we got a uh, new day versus Elias and Riker. Yay. Um, wow. And it was just basically just kind of getting new day, a bit of the, bit of the win back, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Um, new day, throw the heels out the ring, uh, hit dives on them. Riker and Elias, uh, try to work over woods. Elias, it's a, uh, it was quite a cool move. He did with, he hit like a Falcon arrow over Riker's knee. Yeah. Um, Kofi then hot hot tags hits Elias with drop kicks and a pop up stomp, and then uh, the new day hit daybreak to win. Uh, this wasn't anything special at all. Um, yeah, wasn't very good. Didn't make um, any sense. But no, Randy Orton then um, cuts another one of those nonsensical promos backstage. Strike um, once, three most dangerous letters. Blah blah, yardy yard, pish bollocks. Aye, we get it. That was pretty yeah. much his promo verbatim. <laughs> I, I, I pretty much wrote something, something RKO. Um, <laughs> that was all I took from that. Um, and then we we get into the Firefly Funhouse, um, the returning Firefly Fly Funhouse. Um, you know, big big returns on the road after Mania, guys. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bray says it's good to be back with his real friends. Uh Abby the Witch says um, that she couldn't stand that bitch, which made me laugh. <laughs> um, Bray says he's, he feels reborn and he kind of like teases a, a new funhouse, maybe. Starts mm. touching everyone. Yeah, he feels. With his, with his heel glove, I think it was. Starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, uh, we'll see. Give it time. Wait. Give it time. Everyone said they weren't sure how they felt when the Firefly Funhouse first debuted a couple yeah. of years ago. And I loved it. it. Like, but give it time. Give it time. I'm going to eat I my think, words. But I think it's more of I think it's more of we wanted like some sort of clarity of what the fuck happened at WrestleMania, yeah. and we still don't have a clue. I'll be honest. I don't yeah. think we're going to get it. I, like, I, I don't, don't have a clue. It. No. No. Um. Yeah, this takes this takes us to the main event anyway, which is Braun versus Drew versus Orton. Um, Braun and Drew uh, brawl pretty much from the bell and Orton like slides out the ring. Uh, Braun goes for Strowman Express, thankfully without the sound effect. Well, oh, well, fuck. he was going for it, but you knew he wasn't hitting it. 
because we didn't get the sound effects. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he hit it on Orton later though, and we didn't get the sound effect? Oh, I, the, I, the the biggest takeaway is we didn't get the nonsense sound effects, and I for one, yeah. I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, as Braun's anyway, as Braun's going around the ring, Drew throws the steps of Braun, and then Orton back suplexes Drew on the announce table. Um, Drew and Orton double team. Uh, Braun and then they go back and forth um, end up Braun on the outside um, Randy throws Drew over the table and then Braun, Braun wipes Orton out with the Stroman Express without the sound effects um, <laughs> and then uh, hits both men with the steel steps um, Orton hits Braun with a drape and DDT as he's getting back in the ring RKO's Braun, Drew uh, comes out of nowhere Claymore's Orton and uh, picks up the win uh, after the match MVP comes out and um, he he doesn't say anything. He's just kind of like looking at, yeah. um, looking at Drew and then T Bar and Mace come out of nowhere, hit Drew with the double set out uh, choke slam, and um, it appears that they've joined the hair business. Yeah, that's weird. I, I'd like it if they have that. They come out next week without the masks that on mask. and yeah. in suits. Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. Very, very much so. And the masks. And sits. <laughs> Best of both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're probably they're probably going to uh, just still have them in the masks, even though the whole reason they were wearing the masks was because of retribution. But mm. yeah, at least at least they're using them, I suppose. They're getting TV time. Yeah, because they both deserve it, it. It gave me very. If you're a Survivor Series 2003 fan, it gave me very. Which clearly, length. clearly, Aaron is. To make yeah. such a specific you, reference. Yeah. Are you a Survivor Series 2003 fan? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Didn't even know you'd seen it, pal. <laughs> never mentioned it at all. <laughs> to be fair, I never really mention all three. It's all two that always gets mentioned. If you're going to be specific. Whatever, but you, anyway, you salty what bastard. I mean, you, you, I always, you always mention how Survivor Series is your favourite pay-per-view, which is funny because that's the one you have to lose your hair on. Anyway, the reference I was going for, it gave me very Team Lesnar vibes in Survivor Series, where it was like just five... Of meat castles. Five big bastards. Isn't it like Lesnar, Big Show, A Train, thingy, that uh, big Australian guy? And Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan, that was it, yeah. Nathan yeah. Jones and Matt Nathan Morgan. Nathan Jones, that was it. Just big bastards in a group. Nathan Jones, the monster from Boggo Road. <laughs> fucking nickname that was. L- legit criminal, Nathan Jones. Legitimate criminal <laughs> from the Boggo Road prison in Australia. Confirmed bad man, Nathan <laughs> Jones. I, I, was, I was about to make a joke about all Australians being criminals there, but it's low hanging fruit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that was raw. Um, let's quickly do highs and lows. Um, oh, do we have to? Like that. <laughs> um, I. Viking Raiders, high. Yeah. Uh, low. Um, everything else. Just I crap. Mean, so I for, for, for a raw after mania, crowd or no crowd, you've got to be doing better than that. You've got to be yeah. doing better than that. That was rubbish. Last year's was shit as well, though, to be fair. Yeah. Like, people keep people seem to be forgetting about that. I think it's because they were all on the high of mania. Mm. Like, Years was dog shit. The last, the last good one was the one after thirty five, and even then, 
he did stuff to piss off the fans. Yeah. La- that was crap. La- last year sort of got away with it, though, because it was when, like, we were still in the performance centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this time, there's, there's no excuse this time. Yeah. Like, if they go, oh, it's Corona's fault. I was like, you've been bringing in folk and fans were literally in an arena the night before. Mm-hmm. So that's not an excuse to... Yeah. Don't take your foot off the gas and give us nonsense. Aye. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I'm I'm looking at my notes and I, nothing's popping out at me for anything. Not, not even the Raiders? Dan, I'm, uh, was it not nice to see them back? Was it, it not was nice, nice to see to at see least back, another but, addition to a floundering tag team I thought, division? I thought it was a pretty fun match as well, to be fair. Yeah. It's, it, it's, the main roster, it's the main roster of Viking Raiders, though. Like, I know. Ugh. It's not War Machine, is it? No, like it's not even me, the man, War Raiders. It's not even War Raiders, is it? No. Yeah. <laughs> I I did absolutely lose my shit when the horn went off, though. Yeah. I, like they brought the horn back to give them the proper like yeah the proper entrance gear. I, I I may obviously we don't know what's going on. I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, but I really hope it's a push for the Viking Raiders because I fucking love them. Needs to be, wants to be. Should um, be. Yeah. I think I'm just going to go high as Viking Raiders. I think it has to be in yeah. this stuff. And then, whoa, what, what was really, really bad? Let's go for everything else, mate. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no go, question. <laughs> let's go for the main event because it just seemed unnecessary. And also that Drew won it, which seems unnecessary. So we're just going to get Lashley versus Drew again. Ah, yeah. specifically WrestleMania backlash. Not just backlash. I, WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, I, I feel like they need to kind of hold, after this, hold off Drew and Lashley even being in the same like ring as each other till SummerSlam. Yeah. Because it, feel, it feels like the building... They kind of had Drew lose a mania so they can get a bigger pop at SummerSlam when mm. it's the next time they're going to have fans back. So, yeah, it's just very upsetting. Anyway, um, mine was um, my high was when the show finished and I didn't have to watch Raw anymore. Hey. <laughs> um, and my low was just, it just felt lazy. Like the Viking Raiders coming back, I, I love that. I was made up with that. Yeah. Um, everything else, like New Day's promo was good, but it wasn't like as good as like some of the stuff they've done in previous weeks with like the hair business and AJ and almost kind mm-hmm. of there. Um, and you, you, you know what you get from the New Day promo is always it is always going to be funny. It's always going to have like a couple of, like inside like meta, very meta, very like pop culture references. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know it's going to be good, but yeah, it's just. Raw was absolute garbage this week. Dog absolute feces. Right. <laughs> Dog shite. <laughs> Should we move on to SmackDown, which was mildly better? It it was it SmackDown was good, I thought. Yeah, it wasn't it was dry, great. It was dried up dog shit. It didn't smell as bad. <laughs> it was like, there's old, like a white dog shit. It's too much time in the sun, but it's not as bad as stepping in a wet dog shit. <laughs> it's it's not like yeah it's not like a fucking one that's been like in the sun to the point where it started to like liquefy 
<laughs> great. Right. Just like Smackdown. Let's do it. <laughs> so Smackdown opens with uh, Mania highlights from the triple threat match between um, Roman, Brian and Edge. Uh, Roman then comes down to the ring flanked by Jay and Paul. Uh, Heyman cuts a little promo, puts over Brian and Edge's Hall of Fame credentials, says that um, obviously both married to uh, two Hall of Famers. Um, he says that um, he's now sent Daniel Bryan, like Roman sent Daniel Bryan off to the Hall of Fame after stacking them up and pinning them. That seems to be a phrase that they're sort of trying to get them over, like stack them, pin them, beat them or something like that. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is kind of cool. Actually, I, I don't mind. It's music. Smash them, stack them, beat them one, two, three. That's and it. now they acknowledge me. That's, <laughs> that was what he said. Uh, Heyman says um, it was more of a handicap match than a triple threat. He then hands the mic over to Roman. Uh, Roman says that he babe roofed it. He called his shot. Um, they won't put him in any more triple threat matches because what he did to them, he smashed them and stacked them, says that no one wants to fight him because of what he does to Hall of Famers. Um, he humbles them and no one wants any part of that. Uh, he then just says, we've opened up the show, we've fulfilled our obligation, and then tells Heyman, uh, like, WWE, cut the check, fire up the jet, we're getting out of here. And just as he's about to leave, Cesaro's music hits, yes! Uh, Cesaro then makes his way down to the ring, um, but just, they kind of have a bit of a stare down, goes to get a microphone, and just as he's about to address Roman, Roman just pars him off, gets out of the ring, just keeps walking. Yeah, he literally just smacks, leaves the ring and fucks off. For for someone that wants to be acknowledged, he didn't want to acknowledge anyone else to see. Blurt. Yeah. Um, I, I had already forgotten Jay won the Battle Royal last week as well. Wow. Until they mentioned wow. it. I was like, oh, I that ham. <laughs> That's because it wasn't on Bloody Mania. It was on, it was on, it was on WrestleMania SmackDown because every pay-per-view and every show this year is WrestleMania. It's all right because someone else on SmackDown forgets about the Battle Royal as well, so it's fine. We'll more on that later. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, we then cut to commercial break, and after that, we see Postman Pierce and Sonya Deville having a chat. Um, Cesaro comes over to shake hands with him. He says he wants to step up to face Roman, doesn't have to be a title match. Before Pierce can kind of say anything, Sonya jumps in and says she'll have a word because her and Heyman are like that. Um. Did you notice that Postman Pierce specifically puts glasses on as yeah. like, Cesaro's in shot for the first time, just so you don't like get confused which one's which? Yeah, because they're two, yeah. two baldy, baldy two men. Two baldy, baldy men. But as, soon <laughs> also, walk, as soon as Cesaro walks off camera, he takes his glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> also, quick thing. Was it just me or was Cesaro's suit too big for him? Yeah, he did. He looked like Tom Hanks in Big. He looked like fucking Teddy Long. <laughs> Teddy Long. <laughs> this massive suit. Cesaro player, player. Holla, holla, holla. After this, we get uh, Rey Mysterio against Otis. Um, it was a fairly short match, to be fair. Uh, Otis showed, obviously, the clear strength and size advantage um, from the off. It was called their like, a tale of the tape thing um, that kind of showed them stat by stats. Also... One thing that I totally didn't mention at the start of this is obviously there's the change in commentary. We mentioned that on Raw. And yeah. now got Michael Cole and Pat McAfee on commentary. And Pat I'm, McAfee. I'm going to say it now. Pat McAfee hit it out the fucking park. Hey, he was Look great. at Aaron. He's fuming. What do you um, reckon, Aaron? Pat McAfee commentary. Uh, it, it was all right. I, I 
I do oh. have a few notes oh, on his right. commentary. Okay, okay. It might, it might take it might take a yeah, few weeks for Aaron it, to warm up to him. Yeah, it's it's I, just it's just like vertical over again on SmackDown. Like he's on Raw. Sorry, he's new. He's gonna get stuff wrong. He's gonna. Yeah, but at least like Pat McAfee's I, a good talker though. He's enthusiastic. I thought, I thought he, he was a breath fan. of fresh air. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I much rather I listen thought, to him than Corey like, every week. I like. I mean, I liked Verk. I thought Verk did a fine job. Yeah. And he, he added like a, 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 I was saying to Troy before, he added like a bit of an air of legitimacy to it. Yeah. In the sense, that, in the sense that he like, um, obviously he's a sports commentator, so he kind of added that sort of feel to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pat McAvee, I thought was fantastic. I thought he did a brilliant job. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah. quality. That, yeah, it only reminded me because when they showed that kind of tailor the tape thing before this Ray and Otis match, um, and he was kind of giving his opinion on the stats of that, and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Pat was on commentary. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. But as I say, Otis started the match uh, clearly with the, the strength and size advantage. Um, hits that big pounce that, uh, what's his name, Bronson Reed does as well, where it's mm. it's not a Fez press, but it's not a full pounce. He just kind of smashes them with his belly, which looked pretty cool. Um, also hits a gorilla press slam. Ray eventually manages to overcome the strength advantage, um, rocks him with a senton and a running knee. Ray then goes for a crossbody off the middle rope, but Otis catches him. Um, Otis then goes up top for a big splash, misses that. A um, few moments later, as I say, pretty quick match. Um, Ray manages to drop Otis across the middle rope, hits the 619. Uh, Masira then launches himself from the top rope, but Otis catches him. Um, Masira then manages to shift his weight, forces it into a crucifix roll up, and scores a quick win. Um, Otis looking like a turtle in his back with that finish <laughs> <laughs> wiggling his wee fucking legs <laughs> this match really was only there to kind of remind fans of just this continued feud which is fine but at the same time should Otis be losing is my kind of thought around this if they're trying to build him up as being a big kind of dominant heel guy which it feels like they have certainly in the last few weeks don't have him have these nonsense roll up losses keep him strong that's, yeah, I, that's my I, thought I think I think the way you get around that is at Rey Mysterio. Is the way you're getting around that? They've they've got All Rick in the fucking trailer for the new game. He's probably going to be the cover star of the next game. That's true. They're not. That's they're, true. They're not going to. They're not going to book Ray fucking looking weak on this. Exactly. Yeah. I'd not even thought of that Ray being the cover star. Like he's he's in the trailer. Yeah, probably will be. You watch. It's a swerve. It'll be Otis. Anyway, it, backstage. It should be Roman. It should be Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Roman's Roman's on the last one though. It was him and Becky, wasn't it? Yeah, Roman and Becky. Yeah, she's should, not going to get. Yeah, should be um, should be a uh, Roman and Bianca. That's a good shout. That's a real good shout. Or they might do Bianca I, and to be honest, Rhea, I'd, I'd whoever's champion even, at the time. I'd even rather it if they just did like a, a couple of wrestles on like they used to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On each side for well, SmackDown Smack Raw one just to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like those. That'd be a good shout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, back to the show. Um, we then go backstage and we see Heyman and Caleb Braxton chatting. Commentary say, oh, we might get this match. We're waiting to hear back from Heyman. And then for some reason, there's a graphic oh. that says Roman versus Cesaro coming up next. Up next. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Dunn. Play the game, lad. What are you doing? <laughs> beaver too fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> after the break, we then hear from oh. Heyman who's being interviewed by Kayla. And he says, 
there wasn't a rain delay at Mania. It was the tears of angels knowing what Roman was going to do in the triple threat match. <laughs> he then throws some absolute barbs at Cesaro. He's like, oh, he looks like a Neanderthal. He looks like a caveman. Like, he's this, he's that. I'm like, hang on, mate. He was a Paul Heyman guy at one point. Calm yourself down, pet. Um, he, he also mentions that he's got a billion-dollar body and a 10-cent 10, 10 brain. Wow. Who said, who, who said that on AEW and got it wrong? Was it Chris Jericho? I think it was Chris Jericho. Was it? <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> was it about Wardlow by any chance? It was, funnily enough. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Wardlow. Stupid, sexy Wardlow. <laughs> um, yeah, so after he's thrown some barbs at me, just call Cesaro a joke. Uh, he says that he'll give him a match. He'll give him the main event of SmackDown against none other than main event Jey Uso. Because of course he will. Roman's not going to fight him, even though the graphic before said that he was definitely going to. That's when, that's what this feud's going to be, though, which is it. it is getting a little bit long in the tooth, isn't that? With Roman feuds, it's just... Oh yeah, we'll, they'll just You've got to face Jay a couple of times first in various time. matches. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of long in the tooth, although saying that, these two do always put on a good match, but we get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens again. Um Sammy comes down to the ring, starts spouting nonsense about his conspiracy theories, uh, his excuses for losing at Mania, blames Logan Paul. He said he would not be denied his vindication and his revenge and demanded a match of Kevin Owens. But he said, you're not going to come out, are you? Kevin Owens' music immediately hits. Um, and his reasoning for that, he says, oh, there's no one to provide a distraction. There's no toxic fans. There's no Logan Paul. There's no way for you to steal the win. And then, yeah, as I say, Owens' music hits. Um, the thing is with this, like, these two always have a great match. Even a mediocre match on a throwaway episode of SmackDown is still pretty decent between them. Uh, it's just a shame because I yeah. really, really enjoyed their match at Mania and I didn't need to see them face each other this soon after. It's, it's the, I was going to... I'll say it in my summary a bit more in depth, but it's this whole continuing after Mania. It shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Mania should be... The we cut-off point and the restart. Finish. Yeah. It's mainly the, the, the yeah. reset button. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, the only but, thing they should, like, revisit is, like, rematches for titles, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah. Any feuds that aren't title-related, stop mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, on to the match. So, Zayn, for the most part of this match, just continues to try and get out of the ring like it's weird because he calls out KO at the start but then as soon as he gets the match every opportunity he gets he's trying to wriggle out of the ring and doesn't want any part of it um as soon as Sammy the bell goes though, Sammy being a, a Sammy snake <laughs> as soon as the bell goes he immediately tries to kind of duck out tries to outsmart outsmart Owens just by getting in and out of the ring and Owens eventually manages to catch him on the outside starts pummeling him knocks him to the floor um KO continues to keep up that offense uh, until Zayn rolls out of the way, evades the corner cannibal that he does. Um, Zayn eventually manages to create some separation, gains control of the match by knocking Owen's uh, throat first into the ropes. KO then fights back, sends Zayn bouncing off the top rope with the front release suplex. A little later in the match, both men managed to fight their way to the top rope. Zayn delivered uh, a sunset flip powerbomb for a near fall. We then Which come back out over that. It's oh, the best thing I've ever seen. Like, like, how I long have you been that. watching wrestling, you, mate? I, I love the way you, you had a match of um, Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> you took a fucking Panama Sunrise. 
love, I love the fact that he went, he went to Michael Cole. Wait, what did you say that move was called? And then, <laughs> and then Michael Cole goes, "Was a sunset flip apartment. That's one of the greatest moves I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> The, the only criticism I've got apart oh, is that way. he wasn't wearing shorts. I was so angry about that. Shorts and a suit jacket. <laughs> yeah. But he had that like salmon top on with like the gobble chain and the suit jacket. Have you have you seen the pictures of though that he put up of like his his full outfit? No. <laughs> he was wearing fucking jogging pants. <laughs> <laughs> wearing like black jogging pants. It was like fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we like Pat. He's good. I like He's, him. Big I love fan. Pat. Um, back to the match after the commercial break, Owens then delivers an excellent swanton bomb from the top rope. Uh, looks good. It looks always impressive when he does that, considering the guy's size. Like it looks impressive when Jeff Hardy does it. Kevin Owens is like twice his weight and still makes it look fucking awesome. Um, Zayn then tries to bail out the ring again. Owens catches him, manages to bring him back in, and hits that fisherman neck breaker f- uh, across the knee for a two. Um, that always looks really good as well. He did it at Mania. I think it looked a bit more impactful at Mania, but. Nevertheless, a good, it looks cool. Um, Zayn then continues to try and escape several more times, but to no avail. Eventually, uh, Zayn evades a stunner, rakes the eyes, um, and manages to escape up the ramp, taking the count-out loss. Uh, Owens then rushes the ramp, fights Zayn back into the ring, delivers a stunner, and just kind of puts an exclamation point on things. Um, as I said at the start, even a fairly Monday match between these two is still an enjoyable one. This was short, um, it sort of continues the feud on. I imagine, and I think we touched on it uh, when we were doing news earlier, Jay, this feels like it'll probably lead to like a false count anywhere at Mania Backlash, I guess. Probably, yeah. Yeah. To and be fair, be like this, this is a feud I don't mind them continuing because it's like literally, we we know it's going to be a good match. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's going to take WWE really trying hard to fuck that up. Which well, I mean... They, I mean, they can. They've shown they can do that before. <laughs> Oof, yeah. Oh, um, challenge accepted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it, they'd only really built the feud for three weeks, hadn't they, with, like, yeah. actual Kevin and Sammy. I know last week me and you were talking about it, Aaron, um, where, like, even though Kevin only got, like, introduced about three weeks out, he'd still kind of built the Sammy whole conspiracy thing. Yeah. Yeah. For a longer like a long time. Yeah. Um that it was cool that it, like he it, like Kevin's his best friend, he went to him for like the support and Kevin kind of turned his back on him. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I say it, they always put in a decent match. I think if they get a stipulation added to their next one, that'd be a lot of fun. Split it apart from the rest of the stuff. Um after this match, we then get a backstage uh, interview with Apollo Crews and his new associate, Commander Aziz. Um, they then show a quick replay of what happened at uh, Mania when Crews beat Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. Did anyone else hear production in the background count down to when they come back in? Yeah. So they showed the video clip of Mania and you hear production go back in three, two, and had- one. Oh. Yeah. They had them during this as well, a little bit later on. They had Pat and Cole, like, just discussing the next segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what I was saying when we were talking about Raw, and I was like, just the sound guy, just come on, mate, sort it out. Um, anyway, they showed the clip from Mania. Uh, they showed Commander Aziz using what we know as the Samoan Spike, uh, which was Umaga's finisher. Yeah, um, yeah. They now christen that, or rather Apollo christens that now as the Nigerian Nail. 
Um, so that's a thing. A, a po- Apollo was like going full AC's foreign heel here. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just laugh, like cackling, like it was like a fucking decisive victory over Biggie as well. It was, it was like what, it was like watching the old. Um, like when Sergeant Slaughter had his faction with like Colonel Mustafa and General Adnan, and it was just that oh, whole like yeah. cackling like foreign heel thing, like yeah, Iraq, Iraqi sympathizer, Iraqi sympathizer, <laughs> Sergeant, friend of the podcast, Sergeant Slaughter, <laughs> yeah. Hall of Famer, it, friend of the podcast. It was it reminded me of I can't remember which lethal weapon it was, but like where he's like I've got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Two or three, but it reminded, <laughs> it reminded me of that anyway. I was waiting to say he's got diplomatic immunity. Quality. <laughs> After this, um, this was a really, really nice segment, actually. Um, we get the Street Profits coming down to the ring for a big celebration for the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, the video package they showed was excellent. I really, really enjoyed this. It's just basically the the highlights uh, from Bel Air and Banks from their Mania match, various news headlines that kind of go along with that. Really, really, really nice. Yes, Aaron? Um, just, just before you go properly into things that get said and things, I'll let, I'll let you take over. Right? Uh, McAfee start or what? McAfee? McAfee? McAfee, that's how you say it. Start singing the prophets. <laughs> just call him Pat. Song. Just call him Pat. Pat's fine. Pat. 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 Aye. Pat starts Friend singing the, the podcast, Prophet song <laughs> as they come out, where all you hear is... <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Pat singing the Prophet song. Yeah, man. Uh, why, why Why? is Montez Ford holding a blue cup, but they can't just fill the cannons with blue cups? I know. It's weird, like... There's a point that I'll get to shortly Would, on that. Budget as well. cuts, mate. Budget cuts. Uh, budget cuts. Uh, spe- That's the reason spe- for most stuff. Speaking of budget cuts, <laughs> uh, Dawkins starts speaking about spring cleaning, keeping the trend with WWE this week. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> he said they're going to spring, do some spring cleaning, and the tag division was like, Vince has beat you to that, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. So, yeah. Th- <laughs> They, they show this video package, which uh, if you've not seen it, go back and watch it. It's lovely. It's only a minute or so long, but yeah, really, really nice. Really just kind of cements how important that match was. Um, Belair makes her way to the ring, joins the Prophets in the ring to cut her first promo as a title holder. One thing I noted actually was Cole says, like the match was monumental. It was the first two black women in a world title match and to headline mania, which is something they never really bring. Like they don't bring race or colour into it very often. didn't bring if it at up all. at all did they no they didn't bring it up for Kofi JBL and- would beg to differ on things like this <laughs> <laughs> fuck JBL man but you know what I mean like they they never make a big deal about anything to do with kind of race or colour and oh it was the first this the first that like they'll be quick to tell you it's the first like women's match to headline uh, women's championship match to headline a mania or whatever but the fact that they mentioned like it's women of colour it's t- like that was pretty big so I thought that was kind of cool that they made reference to it. Um, we then get Belair saying that she feels like she's been floating since Mania, calls herself the EST, but says it's not cockiness or arrogance. It's just her being herself. Um, she thanks Banks for helping her to make history, but reminded her um, that she left her with a little something to remember her by if she tries to step to her again. Um, 
and that's obviously the the massive gash uh, on her back from the braid, which whew, not nice. Um, Belair ended the celebration by telling Ford and Dawkins to go and get the tag titles because we only wear gold in this house. And I thought that was a really cool line. Just before she said that, though, she said something like, oh, put down your your solar cup. But she's like, put down your red cups. He's clearly holding a blue cup. Come on, <laughs> it's in front of you. What are you doing? <laughs> After this, we get uh, Sasha Banks backstage about to give an interview with Kayla Braxton. Um, but... She's just really pissed off and doesn't actually give an interview and just storms out and walks away. Uh, we instead then get Bailey coming to speak to Kayla Braxton, issuing a challenge to Belair for a title opportunity more than likely at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, my triple little threat, triple threat, triple threat. Do it, you cowards. Yeah. Um, my little takeaway of that is I quite like if they probably aren't going down that route, but I like the Street Profits and Bianca Belair almost as like a little faction. And I was trying to remember back to. When they was the last time there was a, Sydney, when um, they the won the tag team title? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time there was like a faction that had a woman involved. The one that comes to mind is Sanity. The whole well, ret- retribution, <laughs> but the way, the way, yeah. Okay, well, on on WWE uh, on Raw SmackDown, apart from the retribution, Hollies, way back in 2002. Yeah, nice. that's what I mean. Like it's it's some time ago. And I, I, I quite like um, this because they clearly have a really good dynamic and chemistry like on the mic and stuff like that. I think it'd be quite cool. And if if eventually Street Profits get the SmackDown Tag Team Championships back, I think that would make for a a really cool visual, all of them with it, like a little kind of faction. But yeah, yeah. that's my take on it. Um, speaking of the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we then get the Street Profits against, are they Rude and Ziggler? Are they the Dirty Dogs? What's their actual dogs, name? Mate. Rudolph. 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 Is that what they are officially on WWE's website? No, but it's what we call them. Rudolph. It's what you call them. <laughs> the, 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 the top dogs, then you know. Top dog. I call them the dirty blurts. Um, anyway. The blurty so, dogs. The blurty dogs. Be, before you get into the match, right, we're just back to using Ziggler's music, which I'm all for. We're, we've just got panned off that new music they had. They're yeah, just coming weird. back at the Ziggler's music. And what is with Ziggler's fucking hair with a hair extension tied up and braided that isn't even the same colour? It's not even the same colour, <laughs> is it? It's nonsense. Come, Jesus. Not even similar, just completely different. <laughs> Pish. Dear, oh yeah. dear. But uh, I was just I was just a little dig at Montez, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Because it was basically <laughs> Bianca's braid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole fucking point. <laughs> oh, Ziggler, you prick. It's not bad enough he's fucking stealing all Shawn Michaels' shit. It's not bad enough that he is gimmick as he steals people's wives. Now he's stealing Bianca's fucking hairstyle. What a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) What a reprehensible piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, on to the match. Uh, Ford and Dawkins, like, just rolling early, really take the fight to Ziggler and Rude um, and just leave them reeling. Um, eventually, um, I know actually before that, Rude and Ziggler go for a double team move, but four ducks like down onto the floor, the heels end up bumping into each other. Um, after the break, Profit still continue to look dominant, but Rude manages to get the upper hand, hits a spine buster, causes but, some separation. Before the break, when they did like weird stop thing where the, the Profits got in the camera. Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. Were they, why were they acting like they'd just done a shit on a cocaine? 
Maybe they had maybe they had some of that Macho Man Hogan stuff from the eighties. I mean, they, they said they were gonna they were gonna slap Dolph back to nineteen eighty six. Do you reckon Dolph brought some of the good stuff from nineteen eighty six back? <laughs> and that's why Dolph it was in his braid, and that's why Dolph was like, shaking <laughs> <laughs> like a shitting dog in the camera. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, as I say, after the break, um, Rude creates that separation, hits a spinebuster. Um, they manage to then gain the upper hand. They work over Dawkins, isolating from uh, Ford in the corner, keeping him grounded. Dawkins then catches Ziggler, launches him into the ring post of a slingshot and eventually makes the hot tag into Ford. Ford then just flies around the ring like a madman, knocks both Rude and Ziggler down with a couple of drop kicks and a clothesline, uh, hits a standing moonsault into Rude, nearly earned him the victory, but Rude managed to get his shoulder put the last. Dawkins then flattens Rude with the anointment. Ford delivers the frog splash, but Ziggler breaks up the pin at the last second. The Prophets then keep up the pressure and the momentum, but Ziggler makes a blind tag um, in the corner, which allows him to hit Ford with the zigzag for a win and a successful title retention. That, that finish was smooth as fucking Wasn't yeah. it? Really smooth. So um, it was It was just the fact that like Ford leapfrogged, like not leapfrogged, he like vaulted over um, Bob Roode. Right. And then as he, the second his feet, his feet put the floor, Dolph zigzagged them. Yeah, quality. Really, really good. It's it's little things like this, little reminders when you see that and you go, Ziggler is good. We yeah. don't get to see it often, but he's smooth. Like he's a Z- he's a solid, dependable Ziggler's wrestler. It's brilliant. Just, it's, it's just a shame he's that... booked like crap. Yeah, really. I mean, it's the same with anyone though, isn't it? You're booked like you're told not to care about that person. You're not going to care about that person. Like yeah, yeah. The the amount of like shit booking they've given Dolph Ziggler. I, I don't give a shit about him, but no. I, I've got to recognise he's a good wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And because that's, he is. Yeah. That's one of my takeaways from this match. This is a clean victory for them. Clean victory for heels. Yeah. Now, given we haven't seen them defend the belts for literally months, they're barely on TV. They mm-hmm. really, they needed this for some credibility, if you like, because mm-hmm. I don't take them seriously as, as tag team championships. They feel mm-hmm. like they could lose at any point. So they needed this, I feel. I'm they they done last week, I'll have you know. Yeah, but pff, the way that they won it, like Fatal Four Way, like it's just yeah, cluster. They, they needed a, a definitive week, singles win. They hadn't defended them since fucking January. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, it feels like they could still lose them at any point. However, a few more wins like this solidifies them as kind of the top team. And then you start to invest in them a little bit more for me. But it always feels like it's either going to be the Mysterios or the Alpha Academy that are eventually going to take them off them. I you, hope so. because I want um, the Mysterios too, but I want them to do it in front of a crowd because that's a really cool moment. That's a lovely moment, yeah. Father and son. They should have done that at WrestleMania, really. Yep. If they'd have done it like like they did with the women's one where they'd had a number one contenders on SmackDown, then they faced themselves on the Sunday. Yeah, not, that's very doable, isn't it? Yeah. What were you going to say, Aaron? Uh, just, I hope that the profits are now away from it a little bit. They can still be there, just not. They're just have another to be constantly in the title and picture again yeah. and again. Yeah. Just yeah, because they, they can away. put on. Yeah, they can put on a decent match, and I think when the time is right, we need to see that again. I just don't yeah. want to see it week in week out, which it felt I, like it was getting to a point in the run up to them losing the belts to to Rude and Ziggler. Yeah, I mean. When you think of the street profits as well, they've been in the tag team title picture for like a year. Um, yeah, the like the last longer, the last like eighteen yeah. months. They, well, they held they been... held it for a year before they lost it, didn't they? Yeah, 
that's it mm. so i yeah. think i i mean i i i'll be honest i've been really bored of the street profits recently just because they've kind mm. of they've not really shown any change they've not really they've been doing the same gimmick they've been doing the same like stick they've had pretty much the same matches mm. i um, wouldn't i wouldn't be against a heel turn for them because they no, were kind of I heelish would, when they were in NXT, and I quite like that. And then they, they got over more. off his heels, didn't yeah. they? And then they got they got over on their own. It was like, yeah, this guy's fucking money. Yeah, to be a honest, bit, a bit like the Usos when yeah, the Usos I mean, turned heel, and everyone was like, okay, we like them again. Not that they didn't before, but the heel turn kind of made people go, oh, okay, I like this kind of badass side of them. And then there were heels that you love to hate. Yeah, 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 something like that. I don't know. We will see. Um, Speaking of things, this isn't something I love to, this is something I, I hate and hate every week. Natalia against Shayna Baszler, nonsense. Well, well, but before you go into that, we get a promo, a backstage segment oh, yeah, with Caleb just... Braxton introducing uh, Cesaro as his. Oh, he's gone. Where's he gone? <laughs> he's just. <laughs> I'm going to keep I'll, this in. So for anyone I'll, that's listening, Aaron literally just dropped out of the middle of the call. I'll, I'll take over from what he was saying, because why not? So basically Cesaro getting interviewed by Caleb. He says everything that Heyman said is right about him. He's got long arms and he's he's got a um, he's got both teeth and he's, he's not that smart, which is bollocks. Which is bollocks. He's very, really very intelligent. Yeah. Um, uh, but one thing that Heyman was wrong about back. is that he belongs in the ring with Roman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does he look like he's crying? <laughs> For those I'm listening, Aaron, Aaron's back. just jumped back in. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> Aaron looks like he's had to put out a literal fire. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, mate. We've already covered that bit. It's fine. We'll move on. Yeah, We're no, now getting... No. no, literally, Jay's just gone over it. Yeah, oh, I've just, just literally it. done it. Okay, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so... You look Natalia. like you were putting out a fire. I was putting out a fucking fire, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Natalia against Shayna Baszler. Ah, ah. This was crap. Um, Natalia goes to a sharpshooter earlier on. Couldn't lock it in. Natalia survived an early onslaught by Baszler. Built some momentum. Nijax hopped on the apron. Caused a distraction. Uh, Natalia then sent her uh, into... Um, what's her name? I, I've written about four notes on this. It's crap. Basically, Natalia scored the win with a, with a roll-up. Uh, it was nonsense. Yeah. After the it match, is. Tamina hits Jacks of a super kick. You got more than me, mate. Starts and wins. <laughs> Starts and wins. Yeah, this was crap. I I don't care for this. No. That this didn't even need to be on here. Like, okay, Natalia and Tamina won after Mania. Uh, sorry, not won. They lost after Mania. They've had the chance. They fucked it. Move on. I don't need to see this again, again, again. Every Natalia week. I feel and like I Tamina should have fought at Mania. Is the yeah. annoying thing about it. I feel like I've had all of this stuff that we saw on SmackDown between them in the build-up to their match at Mania. I don't need to see the same thing afterwards as well. It's nonsense. Mm. Uh, we then, just before we move into the main event, uh, we see Jay, Roman, and Heyman in Roman's office, if you want to call it. Uh, Jay says that he has uh, that Cesaro has one move. He said, I like your, your cute aeroplane spin, um, but you can't do that with no teeth. I mean, he can. Did it with no fucking hands the other day. No man. hands, mate. Um, so no teeth. He's shown enough replays of it. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, like, it's not like we've seen it enough. Yeah. yeah. Four times we got it, by the way. Four times. Four. For those, count- for those counting five. along at home. Four. <laughs> four. Five, sorry. Aye. There was one at the end as well. Aye, five. 
There was we one before that. the match. Ah. Well, anyway, speaking of the match, we're moving to Jey Uso versus Cesaro. Main event of the evening. Um, Cesaro comes out looking strong. Uh, Jay manages to rock him with a super kick on the outside as Cesaro jumps off the apron, uh, which allows Uso to then take control of the match after the break, where you see him working over the arm, trying to take out the power game of Cesaro. Cesaro manages to fight his way back into the match, delivers a great deadlift vertical suplex, follows up with that with a crossbody for a two count. Which McAfee says Cesaro deadlifts Uso, who's hundreds and hundreds of pounds. He is. They say he's, they say, say he's 242 pounds. <laughs> So he is hundreds and hundreds. I, I love Pat McAfee. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. Making out like he's fucking giant haystacks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, um, not to get too sidetracked, I remember the first time he did the pre-show and he was talking about the, the authors of pain. And he just went, these two men, these are two obese men. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant. Oh, our Lord and Saviour, Pat McAfee. He's the best. <laughs> we may have um, lost Samoa Joe, but we got Pat. Yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's so, yeah. as good to commentators go. <laughs> uh, as I say, Jay goes for the arm uh, again, as he had been throughout the match, hits a super kick uh, to the jaw, regains control. Jay then, a little bit later, scales the top rope. Cesaro knocks him down with a really nice-looking drop kick. Uh, both men on the second rope. Cesaro hits a gut-wrench suplex. He then follows up with a springboard corkscrew uppercut for a two-count. Uso then kicked his way out of uh, the swing attempt. Cesaro manages to hit another uppercut, and Jay immediately hits a great modified net breaker for another near fall. Uh, Jay then starts trash-talking Cesaro, slapping him in the face repeatedly. This fires up Cesaro. Uh, hits him with a flurry of strikes, uh, stuns Uso, and then follows up with a massive discus clothesline, which was really cool. Gets another near fall off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Brody tribute there, I think. That's it. Uh, Cesaro then downs Jay, uh, manages to deliver the swing, only for Seth Rollins to come and attack out of nowhere. Match ends in a DQ, so we're getting that at WrestleMania back. Right. Look at like it just came from Moo Meadows himself. Moo Meadows. <laughs> I- <laughs> You Mario Kart reference. That, <laughs> you say we're getting that at WrestleMania backlash. I think because Roman was talking so much about about how good he wasn't a triple threat that we're going to get triple threat. Or what? Jay, Seth, and Seth, Cesaro. Seth, Cesaro, Roman. Ooh, ooh, that's not a bad shout. I'd they, like to see that. Te- that being said, though, they teased about four or five triple threats for this fucking next pay per view. So yeah, yeah, I kind of hope they don't. Mm. But uh, plus, they won't allow Roman in a triple threat after last time. Um, <laughs> But, As the, uh, they, remember, they remember how bad the pay-per-view Fatal 4 was, or oh they better remember. <laughs> uh, to close out the show, we then see Rollins at the top of the ramp um, said nothing was settled between them because he is the end-all and be-all of this industry. I thought that was pretty cool. And that mm. closes out this week's SmackDown. Because because of the camera cuts, though, I thought when Seth first got in the ring, I thought it was uh, Jimmy. Oh, okay. Because you could only see the back of his head in his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is that Jimmy? And then it turned around and settled down. Uh, right. uh, Seth Steele and Caddy and Cross's finisher and hitting on Cesaro. Yeah, man. Uh, highs and lows of this week, chaps? Um, I mean, my yeah. low was how many fucking times they replayed the UFO thing. Yeah. And my high was Pat McAfee. It was fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Absolutely. Like, gen- genuinely felt like a breath of fresh air yeah. on... Like, as I say, Raw was dreadful. It left a really bad taste in my mouth. Mm. And 
like obviously as well with everything that went on outside of the ring with like the releases and that and especially with Joe I was on a bit of a on a bit of a downer with WWE but um yeah I thought Pat was fantastic I think yeah agreed. he did a really good job um and he, it's just another good thing to be on SmackDown isn't it yeah yeah definitely yeah wholeheartedly agree um Aaron highs and lows mate Controversial, yeah. Don't you fucking dare say Pat McAfee's your low, you piece of shit. <laughs> I will Come on. fight Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair's promo in the ring is what high or low? And not, be, not, not as, as low. Not because of what she said, just of how long it took her to say it. It was if you look on the timer, it was like a solid eight nine minute promo. Or something. Yeah, and it it's deserved though, isn't it? She's she's just won like on her mania debut. She's just won the SmackDown Women's but Championship. Then, Why not give her a decent amount of time? Like if that was anyone else, you'd expect like a big victorious promo to come out. I, I feel like it. It felt a little bit long, but it did, at the same time, I think it was kind of deserved. Justified. She got, yeah. she got to have that moment. I get what I do. Get what you mean. Like, yeah. It just. Just dragged out a bit for me. That was Fair a, enough. Like quite what, a bit. What was your um, high? Was it the uh, dirty blitz? My high is good. Well, yeah, because it was a good match. It was the best match on this. I, uh, yeah, it was a good match. Ooh. I wouldn't say it was the best match. It was a good match. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was I, good. I'd say if Cesaro match, and you're wrong. Cesaro and Jay are the better finish, <laughs> that would have been the best match for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But the finish, uh, the finish, finish took away from didn't just. Yeah. The the finish the finish to the finish to the. Uh, Dirty Dog Street Province. That was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my high and low, my low would be Natalia against Shayna Baszler. I don't need to say any more on that. Uh, and my high... Forgot about that. <laughs> um, my high would be finally recognising that Cesaro is ready to step into a world title picture and actively acknowledging that, having him come in the ring and be face-to-face with Roman. He's not going to win it, but just acknowledging that and giving us exactly what we've been asking for for years. Really, really pleased of it. Yeah. So yeah, that wraps up this week's review of SmackDown. Um, before we go, where can people find us on social media, Aaron? You can get us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, where you can watch our old live streams or watch alongs if you want to go back and watch a watch along whilst watching a pay-per-view. Um, you can go to Facebook to keep up to date. You can also do the same on Twitter, Untitled Dress Pod. Keep up to date, get our latest podcast. If you use Untitled Dress Pod on Twitch, you can get all our gaming stuff that we do, especially on Saturday nights where us and multiple friends from across the UK join in. Um, and you can use Untitled Dress Pod in the Discord where you can join our group which isn't even just wrestling fans. You can speak about wrestling, gaming, Marvel, anything really. There's a channel there or a server there to speak about whatever, basically. Spot on, mate. Jake, what about beard yes, and beers? Well, for your beard, um, you can go to thatchface.com. You can get an, a vast array of brushes, combs, balms, oils, uh, apparel, Use the code TROYXL85 at a checkout and get 20% off your order. And a portion of the proceeds goes to 
Testicular Cancer UK, very, very, very good cause indeed. Um, as for beer, obviously today's Saturday, so you might want to open a few brewskis. I know I'm about to open one myself and watch some football um, and then get a bit tipsy to do some streaming later on. <laughs> you can go to topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasty um, is the head brewer there. Uh, they do a vast array, vast array of wrestling-themed beers. They've got Head of the Table, and which is an IPA. Um, they've got On This Day, which is also an IPA, um, obviously Edge-themed, uh, as well as Women's Revolution, which is a kiwi and cherry sour. They also do um, a vast array of mini kegs, um, as well as cans and um, apparel. So T-shirts, hats, uh, face masks, and they've just launched their own glassware. Um, yeah, they have. A very, very good beer. Um, very awesome, awesome apparel as well. We've got some very cool uh, T-shirts that are kind of plays on wrestling merch. Um, but yeah, do check them out, toproadbrewing.com. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks for that, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we've been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I've been Troy. That's Jay. And that's Aaron. Look after yourselves, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. What does watching wrestling and watching... 80-year-olds have sex, have in common, you'll usually see a dusty finish. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.